Alright, good morning everyone! Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, first of all, I would like to thank for that wonderful introduction, Pastor Mitch. And I would like to take this time. <clears throat> it's too early! <laughs> so early, I would like to take this time to honor our pastors, our leaders. Pastor Mitch, Ate Arms, Kujin, Ate Rose, Kuya Anthony, Ate Mimi, Nika, and her future husband. <laughs> thank you, thank you for, for answering the call of honoring God and making disciples of all nations, right? Of all nations and even the next generation. You know, it's a privilege for me to stand in front of you today. It's an honor and privilege to preach the word today. And to our leaders and volunteers who are tirelessly serving God and His people excellently every Friday. Not only every Friday, you know that. Some of you are really uh, serving God, even in the weekdays. So I know all of ha us have a full-time job, right? Wow, my voice is so nice <laughs> from here. So um, I pray that God will give you rest as you serve day in and day out. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for the leaders and volunteers who are tirelessly serving God and His people. So I want to welcome everyone. This one is better. Hello. I'll remove this one. Okay. I'll just remove this one. So, Yen, thank you for helping me, Yen. <laughs> I know you will help me. I'm so sorry. You want to preach in? Okay, it's okay. So I'm sorry for the technical problems now. So I want to welcome you all in every nation Bahrain. So every nation Bahrain exists for two things. It is to honor God and make disciples. So if it is your first time right now, um, I hope and I pray that we will see you again next week, next month, and the coming years also. So let me introduce myself. I am Giselle. I'm one of the life group leaders here and volunteers. So I'm also volunteer, uh, volunteering in every nation campus. Our heart is to serve the next generation. So as you can see the stage and the design, it is very youthful right now, right? Have you seen it? Thanks to our volunteer Kyla and the rest of the team who are really putting so much time to do these things. And also, we saw Bowen coming up here, the next generation, leading us in call to worship, tithes, and offering. Great job, every one of you. So we are now, you know, we are now on our last part of our No, no Filter series. And this No Filter series is dedicated to our next generation or the campus. And, you know, as you can see that I'm doing much. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Thank you, Nika. 
We really pray for your future husband. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for helping me. So, you know what? We are now on the last part of our No Filter series that is dedicated for the campus and the next generation. So, as I can see faces who are very young right now. So we are happy, and all the faces here are very young right now. We are happy to see you here. And, you know, I, since we are talking about no filter, you know, one time I opened my social media, and then I see a trending pictures using the photo lab. I know some of you are using use this pictures or use this application. No? No, you didn't use it? Don't worry, I didn't use it also. But I know someone, one of my good friend with consent, sent me this picture. So can I flash this picture? I don't know if you know him, but you know, he looks different here in the picture, right? He looks different. He used this filter, and I know you know him. So he looks like a um, celebrity here, right? He looks like a celebrity here. So, <laughs> and he has an, a different identity here. So he looks like a rapper here in his era, or, or Wakanda forever, am I right? Wakanda forever. So... As we talk about no filter, many people today look to themselves for identity, definition, and purpose. With this age of technology, especially to the younger generation, it's changing the way we define. Just like what did the photo love did to, we will call him Mr. Ferviel. That's his identity. But you know, his identity is first, uh, he is the son of God. He is a husband to Ati Aryan. Let's go. So <laughs> he is also an instructor and a nurse. So that is uh, his identity. But you know, let's try to look and read the word of God or the story of Jeremiah in the Bible and how the word of God defined his purpose in life. So may I invite everyone to please stand up. In reverence of the word. So let's try to open our Bibles. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. So it says here, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send you shall go, and whatever I commanded you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. To deliver you, declares the Lord, then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, 
I have set you this day over the nations, over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. So this is the word of the Lord for today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this, um, the reading of your word, Lord. I pray, God, that you would bless your word, Lord God, and it will resonate in our heart every day, Lord God. It will not be a knowledge for us, Lord God, but we would see our purpose in this uh, word, Lord God, and we would live it day by day. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. You may now take your seats. So, going back to Jeremiah chapter 1, 4 to 5, it says there, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So, you know what? This is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah that even before he was born, the Lord knew him. The Lord consecrated him. When we say consecrated, it is what? It is setting apart, right? He was set apart for a greater, for a greater purpose, which is what? Which is he appointed Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations, and just to give you a brief background, Jeremiah at that, at that time was at the age of ranging from 17 to 21 years old. So who are you who are 17 to 21? Please tell the truth because the Lord can see those hands. Right? So I, I think I can see, I can see. I can see youthful vibes here, 17 to 21 years old, okay? So at that time, Jeremiah was just 17 to 21 years old. And you know what? The Lord has called him to be the prophet to the nations. And, you know, he was in the family of priests at that time. And when you know in, in, in the community that you're in a lineage or a family of priests, what do you expect? What are the people expecting? The people are expecting you to be priest also. Like for example, in a family of lawyers, when your father is a lawyer and then your siblings are also lawyers, and your um, neighbors know your family, right? Your friendly neighborhood knows your family, that you're in a family of lawyers, that, that your father, your siblings, your cousin, and everyone else are lawyers. They are expecting you to be what? To be a lawyer. Very good, Yen. So they're expecting you to be a lawyer. So the same thing with Jeremiah. The, the people around them are expecting him to be one of the priests. But when we go through the verse, verses of Jeremiah, chapter 1, 4 to 5, we can see there that they are, what? The Lord and Jeremiah have this intimate conversation, right? So as you can see here, they are conversing to one another. It means, what? That the Lord and Jeremiah have a relationship. 
But if we try to read this, we know that there is an encounter with the Lord. No, Jeremiah has an encounter with the Lord. He was set apart and was called for a greater purpose, which is to be the prophet to the nations. You know, I told you that even in his age of 17 to 21 years old, God appointed him to be the prophet to the nations. And take note that it is nations. So, yeah. It's okay. So, take note that it is nations. Not only nation. Right? Am I right, English teacher? Nations. When we say nations, it's a different nations. You can count one, two, three, four, or more nations. Is it easy to be called in the nations? No. It's not easy. Even at the young age. I remember when the Lord has called me to go to the nation. I was that age also. Was it easy? No. But you know what? What I want you to know here is the same way that God knew Jeremiah when he created and consecrated him or set him apart is the way that he is fully aware of you and me. And you know, that doesn't stop God from calling us to a greater purpose. Which is like Jeremiah, God has called him to be the prophet to the nations. And we can see here in the verses that the Lord establishes Jeremiah's identity through the word of God, through his word. And I hope that our identity will also be anchored in his word. What I want us to know here is that Jeremiah and us are consecrated for a greater calling and purpose in life. You are not just there sitting, listening to the word, worshiping God, but you are called for a greater purpose, that you are consecrated for a greater purpose and calling. And going now to verse 6, this is the response of Jeremiah to the Lord. You know what his response is? Then he said with full emotions, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. He said that with so much emotion of, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. As I said earlier, the age of Jeremiah was just 17 to 21, right? So imagine here the hesitation. Now, ah, Lord, no, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. I am only 12 years old. I am only 17 years old. I am only 18 years old. I want to enjoy the things that the world is giving to me right now. I want to enjoy what my classmates, for the younger generation, no? I want to enjoy the, my, my, I want to play ML. I want to do TikTok. 
Want a sample? Later. With Arnie. Okay? We'll make sample with Arnie. So, imagine the hesitation because he is young. Imagine that. That Lord, no. How come will I speak to the older generation? How come will I speak to the kings of the nations? How come, how will I speak to the older generation? You know, he was called to preach the gospel to the nations. He was called to preach the gospel to the kingdoms, to the kings, to those who are experienced. And as you can see, maybe, you know, when we have hesitation and fears, we make excuses, right? We make excuses. Or it's just me who's making excuses? Oh, okay. So, yeah. So we make excuses when we have hesitation. Sometimes maybe the excuse is that we say to God, Lord, I'm still young. When I grow old, like our leaders here who are advanced in age, that's the time. <laughs> we are... <laughs> no, who are advanced in age? Seasoned in age. So, so <laughs> you know, when, when I was... Uh, Lord, I am young. I am incapable. I am just a simple person sitting here. Just want to do things in my season, in my generation. Lord, I cannot speak. Even my English, my subject, verb, agreement doesn't agree. Right? Lord, I cannot do it. I cannot speak. Or maybe you can tell me, Ate G, Ate Giselle, I'm not like you. I'm not like the leaders who are standing in front of the stage. I do not know how to speak to people. And I'm an introvert. Don't worry. I'm also an introvert back then, a few years ago. So, you know, the excuses maybe I don't know about the Bible that much. And sometimes when I speak to the older generation, about life, about telling them to do things like this. This is what they say to me. Ah, oh, you're still young. I will not listen to you. I have an experience. You only know how to, to play ML. You only know how to do TikTok. You only know how to do Reels. You only know how to share those videos in Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. You know, sometimes it really breaks my heart when, when I hear students telling me that. Back then in the Philippines, I am a teacher. And sometimes they tell me, Miss, I cannot speak. Because you know, my mom told me like this. My aunt told me like this. And you know, Matt, there will be times, for example, here in church, in your life group, I've experienced this also when I was new in faith, that when, they, when my life group leader asked me, 
and even my pastor, oh gee, can you pray? Randomly, she asked me while <laughs> she finishes uh, the word. She asked me, gee, can you pray? Can you close in prayer? And then our response will be, ate, <laughs> why me? Right? We have that response that when we are called to really pray for the food, even your parents, right? When you're, when you're called to pray for the food, you would ask, Mom, why me? Why not Ate? She's been serving in the ministry for a long time. Maybe she can pray. Ate, why me? Why not her? Right? So this is the same response that Jeremiah told the Lord. And as you can see, that it has full emotions. And we can see that the relationship between Jeremiah and the Lord, their closeness, their relation, they have really a relationship that he can say, ah, Lord God, with full emotions. But what I like about the Lord when he answered on verse 7, he said, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth for to for to all to whom I send you shall go, and wherever I commanded you shall speak. So I like what God used this, the word here. It's but. It is a conjunction, right? I know. We did the research. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is a conjunction. And with the help of Cambridge Dictionary, See, we're doing research here. <laughs> so it is used to introduce an added statement, usually something that is different from what is mentioned before. So as you can see in verse 6, Jeremiah told the Lord, I do not know how to speak for I am only a youth. But what the Lord said to Jeremiah, do not say I am only a youth. Right? So it's a different, uh, from different statement on what Jeremiah have said. And the Lord removes the connotation that I am only a youth. I am only a child. I am only a teenager. You know, the Lord did not let those excuses, those hesitation to overpower the purpose that he has given to Jeremiah. And I hope and I pray that to our younger generation, as the Lord believes to Jeremiah, I hope you know that we also believe in you. And here you can see that the Lord is the one who called Jeremiah, right? And the one who commanded him to go and preach his word. So the same thing that the Lord has called us, regardless of your age, regardless of your capacity, regardless of your skills. So just to give you a picture who here are in school. Wow, we have so many students here. <laughs> 
We have so many students and teachers here who went to school and years ago. Yeah, I've seen so many hands who went to school many years ago. So, you know, just to give you a clear picture, when your subject teacher has called you to do something, for example, your math teacher called you to do things, what are you expecting? You're expecting to do things that is related to mathematics, right? But then when you're the president or the principal of your school and university have called you, what are you expecting to do? You are expected to do things nationwide, no, um, <laughs> university-wide, campus-wide. So that's how we know who have called us, right? The same thing with Jeremiah. He was called by God. We can see here that he was called by God. The creator of everything, the creator of heaven and earth, that he understand that the calling will involve the nations, many nations, that when he was called to be a prophet of the nations, he will go to different kingdoms. He would go to different nations. And what I want us to know is that God qualifies those who are called. Aren't we called? Are we called? God qualifies the called, right? You know, what we, what we have to do is we just have to be faithful. We just have to be faithful on God's calling in our lives. Regardless of how young, how old, how seasoned you are, how veteran you are. When God called you in a task, He will provide the things that you need. And that's very evident in the life of Jeremiah. You know, sometimes we cannot imagine the provision of God when he called us. But always remember that God qualifies those who are called. So can you look at the person seated next to you? Do you think that next generation or advance in age are called by God? You can tell them that God qualifies you because you are called. Always remember that. So, and then when we go to verse 8 and 9, I think this will be a short preaching. So it says here, what I like about God is that He will never leave us empty-handed. When He commanded us to go, He will never leave us empty-handed. When we try to read the verses 8 to 9, it says here, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. To deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. You know, after God commanded Jeremiah to do, preach his word, and to go to the nations, he assured him that I am with you, Jeremiah. 
Do not be afraid. I am with you. I will deliver you. Those are not empty promises that the Lord has given to Jeremiah. That in these verses, the Lord shows his character. That he is all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-faithful God. And that's the God that we serve right now. The God that called Jeremiah is the same God that we serve right now. And when he tried to call us and set us apart, he will never leave us empty-handed. That's what I like about serving the Lord. When he tried to call us and commanded us to go, he will not say, okay, Giselle, go to the nation of Myanmar, go to the nation of India, and then kalas. No, he's not, he's not a God that when he called you, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And we just have to trust his word that whenever we are called, we can anchor our hope to the Lord because he is the one who called us. No? Isn't it comforting and assuring? We want that, right? We want that comfort. We want that assurance that the Lord is with us wherever we will go. You know, isn't it comforting and assurance that the Creator is the one who called us? That He promised to be with Jeremiah, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of chaos. And what the Lord did here is, there is a storm, right? There is a storm within Jeremiah. There is a hesitation. There is a fear. He's really scared to do these things because he is young. But then again, the Lord calmed the storm within him. More than the storm outside. You know, sometimes God is really calming the storm within us. More than the storm outside. More than the flood that will happen. He calmed the storm within Jeremiah to show his glory on him. The same thing with us. Sometimes God is calming the storm that is in within us. So his glory can shine on us and to make him be known in the nations, to the nations, to the campuses that we are in, to the workplace that we are in. You know, I want to talk to the next generation right now. I know we have next generation from the campuses who are going to school, university. You know, the Lord is calling you, even at your age, you can go, you can speak to people who are older than you, who are more experienced than you, no matter what is their standing and their, their status in life. You know, it's the same thing with the Great Commission that God has called the 12 disciples. In Matthew 28, 18, 
to 20. It says there, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teach them, teaching them to observe what I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Isn't it the same? Right? It's the same, right, that the Lord has called the 12 disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. And he didn't leave him, them. Now, okay, my 12 disciples go. Therefore, make disciples. And then you do it in your own. No. He always promised that I am with you. I will deliver you. Do not be afraid. I am the one who will deliver you. The Lord didn't stop there when he commanded. He promised that surely I am with you to the ends of the age, wherever you will go. That's the best thing about the Lord. When, when, when we are called, when we are set apart, when we are called to, to preach the gospel to the people who are older than us, to the people who are in, in the palace or wherever, He is with us. And that will be our assurance that He is with us, that He is faithful. And you know, we can obey God's purpose in our lives when we start trusting his character and his word. We can obey God's purpose in our lives when we start trusting his character and his word. And in verse 10, see, it says there, see, I have set you this day on over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up, to break down, to destroy, and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And we can see here that the Lord went ahead of Jeremiah, right? The Lord went ahead of Jeremiah. He paved the way for the purpose that he has given to Jeremiah. The calling and the purpose that was given to him was not easy. It was not easy to speak to the, king, to the kings. It was not easy to speak or to, to tell the truth to the, to the people who are older than me. And, you know, it's not walk in the park. The call of Jeremiah was not walk in the park. The calling that and purpose that was given to him was not easy in his young age. But you know what he did? Yet he trusted the Lord. Yet he trusted God and his word. He trusts God and his word. You know, this... 
preaching is just short. And really, I'm about to end. But uh, when I was preparing for, for this preaching, I was praying to God, God, what do you want me to share in the congregation? and the next generation, and the older generation, and all of us here right now. And I was asking God, and I was also asking my friends back in the Philippines. I tried asking a testimony of one of my friends. So I'll just flash a picture here. So as you can see, uh, this is in FEU, in the university that we're doing the campus ministry. So there's a, an, an arrow there. Um, this arrow, this lady, her name is L.A. You know, I've met her when she was 15 years old in the campus and in the church. And I asked her... Um, she was a freshman back then, first year college. And she is taking up, she took up um, medical technology. So it's a hard course for them back then. It's really a fight of faith. It's really a fight of integrity of, will I cheat or no? Just to pass this subject. No, I asked if she can share her testimony. And this is what she said. You know, she said when she was younger, she never knew what she wanted to do in life. We all have that sometimes, right? That we don't know what to do in life. What is our purpose? She said, all I know was I will study because I wanted to become a doctor, to become rich. Because most of their friendly neighborhood is telling her that you will become rich when you become a doctor. But when she heard the gospel and started to accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior and started to walk with God and the people who continuously disciple her, she discovered her real purpose in life, which is to be a campus missionary, a full-time campus missionary. And you know, she's teaching and helping the students to know their purpose in life. And she's happily married with AJ, the guy there. They're both our students back in the campus. And they are, um, you know, they value the purpose of the next generation. They know the value of the next generation. And they want them to understand that as young as they are, they would know their purpose in life. They're helping the students in seeking God and His Word. And they are both campus missionaries right now. They're making difference in the life of the students of the and the families out there. So, I just want to speak with two generations here. 
There's just a younger generation and an older generation here. We have to accept the fact that we are in those older generations. And this is my challenge for the younger generation. Are you trusting the Lord's purpose in your life? And to the older generation, are we trusting the Lord's purpose in the life of our next generation? So my hope and my prayer is that we are. We are trusting our next generation and the purpose that God has given to them. And I want to invite everyone to stand up. As we talk about identity, and purpose I want us to remember I want us to be reminded that our true identity and purpose can only be found in God in His Word so let us anchor our identity and our purpose in His Word our, our true identity and purpose can only be found in God and His Word. Nothing more, nothing less. Just in the Word of God. So let me take time to pray for two generations here. With our eyes closed. For the next generation. Lord, we thank you, God, for the privilege of having the next generation, for having our next generation, God. Lord, I pray that even as young as they are, they would really know their purpose in life. They would not take their purpose from the social media, from the people around them, Lord God. But I pray, God, that your word will define them, Lord God. Not the people. Not the people that they look up to, Lord God. But I pray, God, that they would immense in your word for their identity and purpose. Thank you, Lord, for the life of this next generation. I pray, God, that you would protect them. You would protect each calling that you have placed in their heart up until the day, Lord God, that they grow up, to have their own families, to have their own workplace, and to go to the nations that you have called them, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for this next generation. And to us, the older generation, Father, we thank you, God, for the older generation. Lord, thank you that you went ahead of them, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would bless 